Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to the Martin's Effect podcast. I know it's been a while since an episode has been released, and the reason for that is mainly due to technological issues. My uh, computer that I was recording on previously uh, took a tumble, and it stopped working, and then I had to purchase a new one, and then a bunch of school stuff got in the way, and some other responsibilities down with my theater job and so on and so forth so i know it's been a while and actually this episode is going to be the last episode of 2020 um but i just wanted to come back and do one last episode as a quote-unquote season finale and to give myself a break uh from recording and interacting with people while, so I can focus on end of semester uh, exams, the holidays, going back home, the whole nine yards of the last couple of months of every year and how busy and crazy it can be. So this is the final season, I'm sorry, the final episode of season one of the Martins podcast. And I'm planning on coming back full swing come the beginning of 2021 with new guests, new topics, and new concepts to share and engage with you all. So I'm really excited to bring that all to you. And in the meantime, you guys can still check out what's going on in my life with my YouTube channel, my book reviews, and I will start updating my writing process on a new novel that I am trying to tackle. So all that being said, as a disclaimer of why I've been absent, and you know the direction of the show i have been so excited doing this over the past couple of months i have engaged with many friends and really got to know them uh, even better than i thought i ever would about their passions and how unique and, and diverse everyone that i know is so if any of you are interested in being on the show and just kind of talking about what you're passionate about and what inspires you or who inspires you and stuff like that please you know contact me in some way there's multiple ways out there and i'll have you on the show starting in the new year so all that being said we're going to get into today's episode and it's not going to be an interview and it's going to be more of a i guess a heavy topic a sensitive topic and in some cases is even a taboo topic and I don't want to offend anybody with what I say and how I word it. And as the show is based upon opinions and individuality and the whole nine yards of diversity, uh, anything I say is pretty much just based on my own interpretation, experiences, and opinions. So by no means am I saying that whatever I talk about is the only thing to think about or is factual or whatever that's just a disclaimer there but today's topic is rather heavy um and it's multi-tiered and it can go in so many directions especially this day and age but the overarching umbrella term would be mental health and the importance of taking care of your mental health and for those that know me and i've even mentioned on previous episodes that i've struggled with my mental health and those that really know me know i'm very open about it And the reason I'm so open about my struggles and 
how my day-to-day goes and my depression and my anxiety and my mental health journey over the past eight plus years is because to me it seems as though this isn't a topic that is talked about frequently enough and the sad fact is more people than I feel like society gets credit to struggles in some sort of way especially with what 2020 has thrown at us through COVID-19 the political stuff that has been going on and a bunch of other smaller personal things that have gone on in everyone's lives and around the world and to continue with my specific mental health journey I have been diagnosed with general anxiety disorder and persistent depressive disorder and in layman terms it's just depression and anxiety at its most common is how I understand it how it's been explained to me I have been to three different counselors I have a psychiatrist I have been to a mental health specialist through the University of South Florida I have talked to multiple family members and close mentors of mine that I have grown up with and a bunch of my friends. And I think that's the most important thing right off the bat is having a support system. And unfortunately, I feel like people are inclined to believe that their support system has to be their family. The sad reality of it is that not everyone's family will be there for them and not everyone has those family members to be there for them. I am quite fortunate enough to have not only supportive parents, but a loving sister uh, and extended family that just do everything they can to make sure that I come first. And I know that's not how it always is, you know, around the world. But having a sense of support, whether it's friends, family, teachers, counselors, professors, mentors, co-workers, bosses, whatever the case may be, whoever those individuals are in your life that you can trust and lean on and, and that they will support you, utilize them. And it's a common thing to just kind of gloss over and get and it's easy to get lost in the uh, downward spiral as the term is or um, get lost down the rabbit hole for my educated people out there for the Alice in Wonderland reference but anyway I digress about that it's that you take a moment to think and the clarity hits you that you're not alone and I I think that's one of the most important things to remember aside from having support and leaning on individuals is that you're not alone And if you feel like you're alone, I want you to really listen to this episode because at the very least, you can know one other person that's gone through some stuff, which would be me. And the first time I can remember feeling, you know, sad and depressed and all that is actually all the way back in the eighth grade. And, you know, so that's the tail end of middle school. A lot of big changes are coming. And upon reflection, I remember more often than not just feeling very lazy and tired and not really engaged with friends and coursework and stuff like that and feel very excited and then all through high school it was, i had my ups and downs and my uh, mood swings if you will notoriously came to know as uh, you know austin's mood and it was it was weird it was like you know 
unpredictable. First period, I could be happy-go-lucky, fantastic, and by seventh period, I was the most miserable person, one of the meanest and rudest people around school, and it affected a lot of friendships, and, you know, I, I began to think that I was losing my mind and that I was crazy all through high school for four years. I thought I was losing it, that something was wrong with me. I was overdramatic and I didn't see anybody about it because part of me thought I was overreacting. Another part of me thought, well, this is normal. Everyone's going through this. No one's just talking about it. And why should I talk about it? You know? And I kind of got stuck in that cycle of overthinking and just putting myself last, putting everyone else's uh, feelings and thoughts and situations first and whatnot. And it wasn't until my freshman year of college that I had a bad couple of days and I talked to my RA at the time, Samantha, and she's like, sounds like you need to go to the counseling center. And I was against it. And I feel like that's normal. I feel like when a friend, someone that you trust tells you that like, I think you need some help. Not many people would be very open to it right off the bat, at least not in the experience uh, that I've had. And I'm going to be honest with you all going through that process of initially starting with a counselor and talking about how I feel, it was scary. You know, it was downright scary and terrifying because now I'm thinking, wow, something really must be wrong with me if, you know, a friend of mine is recommending me to go see a therapist. And then there's that word, therapist. And I feel like there's such a, a weak and negative stigma underneath that word. And so I really like to use terminology as counselor or mentor or specialist. And... Therapist, there's nothing wrong with the word therapist, but like I said, there, there's that stigma behind it that if you see a therapist, you're crazy. And you're not crazy. You know, crazy is, is such a strong word as well that you don't say to someone that struggles with their mental health. You really shouldn't say in general, to be completely honest. Um, but if you're struggling, you have bad thoughts or mood swings or bad days, good days, highs, lows, and stuff you can't explain, that doesn't mean you're crazy. It means that there's something going on and I encourage you to explore it. Talk to someone that you fully trust about it because you never know what answers you might get. And so that, that brings me to when I, the first couple interactions with my first counselor, I was very closed off. I was like, this is ridiculous. Samantha doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Those two words are notorious, especially I feel like with, you know, younger generations of just blowing stuff off and trying to mask whatever is going on in our heads and in our lives. And I've grown to hate those words. I'm fine. Because I'd say 98% of the time that person is not fine and they are not okay and it really is almost in a way a call for help but going back to once I started exploring you know really opening up to the, my first counselor a woman that I had just met and all of these thoughts that have been built up whether in the subconscious or shoved away came pouring out and 
it was scary because I noticed after I started opening up that my attitude and my mental health got even worse. And that's something that I, over the last three and a half years of my journey, and there's an old saying, things get worse before they get better. And I have to attest that, especially with mental health journeys, that's typically how it goes. It's not one or two counseling appointments and boom, you're, you're, you're good to go and everything. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes people just need to get stuff off their chest and they're good after a couple of sessions. But I'd say most of the time they're not and that's okay. It's called a journey for a reason. So fast forwarding after my freshman semester of college with a counselor, I went to a wellness coach who worked with me to set goals for myself and to really focus on putting myself first. And it was a very slow process. And, you know, long story short, I am now back in, in, you know, counseling for the third year in a row with the third different person. And it's okay. And if that happens to you, that's okay. Because that means you are aware and putting yourself first. And that is the most important thing is being cognizant that there's an issue going on. And I have these resources that can help me. So I'm going to use them. Going on with the, the whole mental health element, and there, there's a lot that falls underneath it with mental health. And I have depression, I have anxiety. Those are stuff that are, I, I cannot be cured. Um, and I gotta tell you, that was probably one of the hardest days of my life a couple of years ago when my counselor and then my psychiatrist a year later when I got recommended to him flat out told me that I can't be cured that's not something that one takes lightly but that also was a turning point for me because I was able to go through the motions and accept that yeah I may never be quote unquote normal but I have these resources these medications and coping mechanisms and resources to help balance me out and to make the best of my life. And I have been on medication for 10 months now and I've noticed a huge improvement, but I still have fallbacks, relapses, if you will. I still have anxiety attacks and depressive episodes and mornings where I can't get out of bed and times where I'll be sitting there enjoying time with my friends and then my heart rate increases and I break out in a cold sweat and I have an anxiety attack for no apparent reason. Mental health doesn't go away overnight and sometimes it doesn't go away at all. You just learn to cope with it, control it, and live with it. And I wanna make it abundantly clear that it is okay to not be okay. It is all right to have bad days. It is all right to cry and to be angry and to yell and scream and express yourself. It's not okay for you to stay there, for you to stay in those low states of mind, for you to stay in bed for weeks, for you to not try and get help and talk to people. But it is okay to not be okay. And it's going to happen. And you can have really, really good days for months on end and then have a couple bad days. 
I'm going to be frank with you all. It's going to happen. But that doesn't mean it's going to be forever. Now, moving forward with some sensitive topics, I'm not going to beat around the bush, but there's multiple things that individuals do and have done because of their mental health and how they struggle. Self-harm and suicide are some of the worst things I think known to humanity. And if you are out there and you are struggling and you are either actively self-harming or actively thinking about taking your own life or have thought about it or know someone that has thought about it or planning on it or whatever, I implore you, beg you, ask of you to say something because the world is brighter with you in it. And, and that's the simple fact. The world is brighter with you, all of you, in it. And in light of recent events, um, I do know of an individual who is closer to some family members than myself. And for sake of respect, I will not, I will not name them. But they took their own life in, in recent days. And... It's hard. It's hard on everybody. Family, friends, distant friends, you know, friends of friends. If you are struggling or know someone that is struggling out there, you need to speak up because there are people and resources and things to help with anything and everything out there. And it is crucial that you put yourself first. And I'm going to end the show on the note that you are the most important person in your life. That is something that came to me my freshman year when I started my mental health journey, really started my mental health journey. And it took me a long time to fully convince myself that I am the most important important person in my own life. And you are the most important person in your life. So all that being said, I know this was a bit of a a heavier show, but I just wanted to end the season of the Martin's Effect that there is help out there and that you are loved and wanted and cared for. And although it may not always feel like it, and you might have had your heart and your mind and your spirit broken time and again, I encourage you, beg you, to keep moving forward because everything happens for a reason and there's always a lesson to be learned and you're going to make it I know you will so with all that and everything and because this is the last episode of the season and for the year of 2020 I love all you guys thank you so much for all of your support with the first season of The Martin's Effect. I'm super excited to reconnect with you all at the beginning of 2021. Happy holidays, have a great and happy new year. And as always, laugh often, love hard, and always create.